0: Hello and welcome to the first podcast from Cricket Scorers and Tallied. We are three scorers who are chatting about cricket. We're passionate about the game. Um, So let's introduce ourselves uh, before we start talking about the subject. My name is Sue Drinkwater. I scored for a club in the Cotswolds called Chedworth Cricket Club for over 30 years But now I've moved up, actually, to score for Worcestershire County Cricket Club. I'm really lucky in that. um, Another beautiful setting um, at New Road in Worcestershire. So with me, I have Jules Farman. Jules, would you like to introduce yourself? Hello, everybody. As Sue said, my name's Jules
1: Farman. I score in the Surrey Championship for a side called Old Wimbledonians and I score for the first 11 there, which is pretty much like the UN in terms of all the different players from around the world, considering where we're based in Southwest London. Um, but it's good banter, it's good fun and also the cricket is of a really decent standard so it makes scoring on a Saturday afternoon a lot of fun.
0: Thanks, Jules. And also with us we have Brian Rodwell.
2: Hi everyone. My name's Brian Rodwell. Um, I score for two wandering clubs, primarily uh, Arabs Cricket Club, who play their play their cricket around the home counties, and Yellowhammers Cricket Club, who are based around Tunbridge School and Eastbourne.
0: Oh, that's great. So you said they were wandering clubs, Brian. Do they not have their home ground?
2: Absolutely. Yes, they Arabs do not have a uh, their home ground at all, so they're always visitors. And in fact, that's where the name originated from, as in a wandering club.
1: They travel around with like red fezzes on.
2: <laughs> we'll, tie our cam- we'll tie our camels up where we where we go.
1: That'd be great. <laughs> if that actually happened, that would be amazing, the touring side on camels around Kent.
0: <laughs> so the type of games that you score then, Brian, they're not in a, like a league management system or anything. Do, do the results go back anywhere?
2: No, the 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 results only get uh, passed around the, the membership. Uh, certain officials of the club always want to know the scores for that weekend, which go towards a, an annual newsletter, uh, which gets passed around the members um, okay. for, for their information. Uh, the format of the game varies depending on who we're playing. Um some of the games are tend to be 50 overs these days, but there's still quite a few timed matches as well.
0: All right, timed now. There'll be a lot of scorers out there who've, who've never done timed cricket before. Um, can you, putting you on the spot now, can you explain what that means roughly?
2: <laughs> so a timed game would typically be, if it's an all-day game, would be uh, 11.30 to 1.30, uh, a break for lunch. So resume... Hopefully at two ten, depending on how good the lunch is, <laughs> um, and and then, then there would normally be a declaration about an hour, hour and twenty minutes after that, uh, depending on how many runs have been scored. And then uh, the, the other side would bat until until the tea interval, and then be twenty overs from about five thirty in the uh, in the evening, twenty overs in the last hour. Or whichever finishes sooner.
0: So that's great Brian. Um, So Jules, um, what sort of format cricket do you play in your league? So we have a mixture
1: of formats. So we have um, what we call a league cricket format, which it's one of those things. So when I started scoring about maybe 11 years ago, I was scoring for a side in Bucks called Chalfont St Peter. I'd never heard of league cricket before and I thought, well, what's this all about? And they would go, oh, you know, it's overs cricket. And I was like, that's great. Cricket has overs. What do you mean by that? (laughs) Um, And they didn't really explain it properly to me. So I just scored the match that was in front of me as I thought it should be scored. And I was really confused when I thought the umpire had miscounted the overs or I'd gone wrong somewhere when it went up to 52 overs and all of a sudden, a plate of sandwiches was put in front of me, which is quite rare for um, a scorer, I hasten to add. But I think they were trying to charm <laughs> me to come back for the second week of scoring. And then we came um, on to do the second innings. And from memory, I think it was the team I was scoring for, chalfont's Peter were batting. Um, we got to forty-eight. And I thought, oh, gosh, you know, we're not going to make this. We're about 50 runs off. Why is everybody panicking? And why is, you know, why aren't people trying to get runs? And uh, then they were like, all right, and that would be a draw. And I was like, well, hang on a minute, because at that point I'd been used to scoring or used to seeing sort of win-lose cricket 50 over a side. And I was like, well, hang on a minute. How come everybody's walking off shaking hands and looking quite friendly and there's not grumpiness? And then they explained, oh, it's 52 overs and 48 overs. And it's a case of if you bat first and then um, set a score and you manage to bowl the other side out, then you win. Um, But if you, um, it's... It's a frustrating format, the game. Um, and then if you uh, manage to sort of hold on for a draw, uh, hold on for a draw, it can be a really dull afternoon of watching what they call League Got Overs Cricket. Aww. So we have 10 matches of that. Um, which I have a feeling they'll start to phase out because there's quite a real heavy precedence that's come in probably over the past five years to have the 50 over cricket Um, because it is a win-lose format. It's a bit more exciting for watch and actually it encourages more people to come into the game. Um, And especially, um, like I say, a lot of the... Teams in Surrey have a quite strong sort of Southern Hemisphere contingent who are used to playing 50 over cricket, win-lose. Rather than um, this league cricket format, um, it it tends to bring more people in. So, yeah, in short, we have 10 uh, 10 games of win-lose cricket, 50 overs, and 10 games of this overs
0: cricket or league cricket, as they call it. Wow that sounds really complicated actually. The scorer has to really know what they're talking about I think to cope with that. Yeah exactly. And do you have a colleague in most of your matches? (laughs)
1: It's a little bit hit and miss so last year old Wimbledonians were in um, Division uh, 3 so we break it down on having um, leagues for the first 11 and then leagues for the second 11 and, and then leagues for the third 11 in the side and we were in division three of the first team leagues in the Surrey Championship. I'm making it sound more complicated than it actually is um, <laughs> and by and large I would say that over the past three years I've been scoring at old Wimbledon's we've got more and more scorers mm. coming in and they're a mixture of all scorers from sort of a book scorer from Yorkshire. No, she'll kill me if I say that. She's from Lancashire, um, <laughs> who has about a packet of cigarettes um, every match. And she's just sitting there and sort of have a go at the players and she's puffing away. And they've had to move her out from the wooden score box because they're frightened that she's going <laughs> to set light to it. So I have her from one end of the scale to a scorer that I scored with last year who's one of the first to use PCS Pro. And was it was literally like sitting next to Bill Gates in terms of all these sort of scoring sort of computer and technology. Um, and then some weeks I have no no one with me whatsoever, um, which, you know, can be a bit of a blessing because you can just completely immerse yourself in the game and lose yourself. Um, but also if everything goes a bit haywire and a bit crazy, you've got no one to check against. So it's that fine balance.
0: Yeah, I, it's much, much better when you've got a colleague because concentrating on the game um, all day, uh, it just takes a lot of effort and, and you're almost bound to lose concentration sometime. And if somebody comes up and asks an innocent question, even if it's just how many runs did I get or how many balls did I, or did my 50 come off, um, you've missed the next delivery while you're answering it. So having a colleague, yeah, it's, it's definitely of benefit. Brian, do you have colleagues in in your wandering cricket
2: games? Um, fortunate, fortunately, most of the time, yes. Um, there are a couple of games which are tend to be two sides which are picked up amongst the membership. Uh, then it just tends to be me. Um, I also have one game where the Arabs actually play the Yellowhammers. So. <laughs>
0: So you're both scorers.
2: <laughs> I am both scorers, and I yeah, absolutely. But but uh, but uh, Julia sometimes comes. Jules sometimes comes down and, and uh, gives me a hand with that.
0: Oh, that's great. So do most of the the wandering sides have their own scorers? Are are they varied? Because there's no sort of formal appointing to those games, is there?
2: No, there's no form. There's no no formal appointments. So so a lot of the sides, yes, would have their own regular scorers. But uh, a couple of a couple of sides where they've struggled to get scorers um, will now put their appointments out to the local uh, the local county authorities to wherever they're playing in that at that time uh, to get a scorer because some of them travel around the country quite a lot.
0: Yeah. So. At- I try and look after the scorers in, in Gloucestershire um, and I, I quite often get asked to provide a scorer for a wandering side that's visited and they're usually great games, great atmosphere played on some lovely grounds and as you mentioned earlier, usually with a, a fairly decent lunch. <laughs> Always a win for a scorer. Absolutely. <laughs> what about yourself, Sue? What were
1: you used to, what was the name of the club again? If someone said Cheddington, I could have it wrong. <laughs>
0: No, it's Chedworth. Um, and it's, it's a tiny little club, um, up in the Cotswolds. So, um, they used to play in, uh, the Cirencester and District League, which is a really small league. Um, and it was 40 overs a side. Um, I had a colleague probably for half the games and, uh, I used to score in a linear manner then for most of those games, and nobody had a clue what was going on. Nobody could read the scorebook at all. Um, so uh, eventually I progressed to using um, Total Cricket Scorer, uh, and they loved that because they could just look over my um, shoulder on the screen. That was computerised scoring. Uh, so they could look over my shoulder at the, at the screen, and they loved that. Um But uh, now they've reverted back to a box-style book because, unfortunately, now I'm not there. They haven't managed to replace me as a scorer, so the players do it themselves um, in between batting. uh, So they've reverted to a box-style scorebook up there. But I use now for um, Worcestershire, I use Play Cricket Scorer Pro, uh, which is a great piece of free software. And it is the ECB's software of choice because it connects to a lot of the ECB systems behind the scenes. So at Worcester, we're connected to the analyst, um, the match referees, they're all inputting, um, they're in their own systems, but it's all the data is all going back into one big database at the ECB. So they can see all the information um, on the professional games in one place and fairly instantly because it's online. But, of course, at at the county grounds, we've got the benefit of um, a decent score box and Wi-Fi. Um, So we're able to to use that software and make those connections. It's always
1: handy having a score box or something to protect you. So I remember, so I up until quite recently, I was um, using the box scoring method, which is the one that I think most people would sort of identify with your overs at the bottom, batsmen at the top and you can quite clearly see what's going on and i just remember i was scoring at ashford in middlesex even though it's in surrey uh, cricket club and it was literally in the middle of a playing field i was a good 200 meters from the clubhouse and it started to absolutely throw it down and me and the other scorer were there under one small umbrella we both converted to writing in pencil because basically the rain and the pens just meant that we had this beautiful Monet watercolour in our scorebook <laughs> and not actually a score. And it was just absolute chaos. So I always, the thing is I quite like it when you've got that, cause it's just like you against the elements and there's like, 22 daft blokes trying to play cricket out on on the pitch and a grumpy looking umpire or a couple of grumpy umpires in the rain but it's a bit of a war of attrition but yeah i think if you can convert or just move over to the electronic format or linear it does make sometimes life a
0: bit easier as a scorer (laughs) yeah it certainly does now jules you've just mentioned quite a few different methods of scoring there and just before we move on and talk about those methods of scoring I'd just like to explain um, this is our first podcast um, and what we're going to aim to do in these sessions is Start off by just having a roundup of scoring. Now, in normal circumstances, when there's a lot of cricket being played, we just have a catch-up on what's been going on in the local leagues, how our scoring went this week. Um, But obviously, with no cricket being played at the moment, we might have to rethink that section. Um, And then move on to a middle section in the podcast where we're going to have a specialised topic. Um, And then we're going to round off the podcast with a section called Ask the Scorer where we're going to pose some scoring questions um, and we'll set those questions um, right now on the first week but hopefully uh, when we get some listeners uh, that you'll send some questions in and we have a Twitter account under the same name of Cricket Scorers Untallied. So if you send uh, your questions in via the Twitter account with hashtag Ask the Scorer, then in future weeks we'll be answering hopefully your questions um, at the end of the session. So in our specialised topic this week, we're going to talk about different methods of scoring. And Jules, you named a few there. So would you like to to kick this off um, by mentioning again those those different methods and then maybe we'll elaborate on some of the the different ones
1: sure so I have tended to use the box scoring method um, and that is where you have as I said before you've got the overs at the bottom and you've got the bowler's name to the far left hand side and then you go along in a big line and every over you record down what's happened it's got Um, the batsman's runs at the very top and then over to the right hand side of the sheet it has um, a score tally to tick off um, the numbers as you go along and it has the at the end of over score and I've used that um, even whilst using um, I think as Sue mentioned earlier Total Cricket Scorer which was one of the first um, scoring packages that I used and it was just because I was so used to it. It's because of the way sort of my dad had showed me as well sort of how to score. It was the one I felt more comfortable with. Um, and also, when computer invariably went wrong, or if I was out in the middle of nowhere scoring, it just meant that I had that box scoring method, and that was my absolute go to. It was almost like my comfort blanket. More recently, I've changed over my scoring, my computer scoring method, to using the Play Cricket app. Um, The bonus of using the Play Cricket app is that if your league uses Play Cricket to upload results, as soon as the game's finished, you can literally just literally um send it straight away um as a file that goes to the league cricket website and all your scores all your points are sorted out straight away I mean I remember having to call up a, a fixture and league secretary um when I first started scoring to say this is what this side score this is what that side score and, oh, I remember that. and uh, it was there's some leagues that are still doing it which just amazes me um, but Thankfully, yeah. as IT is
0: has advanced, uh, cricket is just about caught up, and uh, yeah, it makes that a lot easier using the app. I have to say, yeah. So the box style book—that's that's the sort of book that most clubs would would just have anyway. That if you rocked up to a club to score, that that's the sort of standard thing that they'd have. Brian, do you use that sort of score book?
2: Uh, when I'm doing my, when I'm doing my, regular scoring, I will I will be using PCS Pro. But I'll always have a regular box type score, a scorebook as well. Um, the, the clubs that I score for tend to have a, a, a long history and lots of records and archives, so they always want something as a permanent record. It's the one danger of doing it in a digital age. Um, there can be it's so easy to lose yeah. the permanent record of the match. Yeah. Um, um, I can also score on linear as well. I have scored uh, linear style as well. Tends to be as a backup to my PCS Pro uh, efforts, though.
0: It's really good to have some paper as a backup because technology is not always reliable. Um, so, what's the difference then, roughly, between linear and box
2: style? A linear score sheet, you essentially one over takes up one horizontal line. Okay. Uh, so you'd enter the bowler on the left-hand side, as it were, and you'd have batsman. Uh, two columns for the batsman, and you would put as the ball is faced by the batsman, you would put it in there in their respective column, uh, roughly corresponding to the number of the ball in the over. so if there's a one off the first ball the first batsman, your, your second ball to the second batsman would be slightly to the right of where the first ball would be, okay. so so you can actually follow it through the over
0: yeah and i guess then that's that's easier are are you only making one entry for each delivery then
2: absolutely yes you're making one entry just telling it up at the end of the over but absolutely just one entry
0: yeah makes it
2: much much simpler much quicker and no no fears of running out of space in a as you would do in a box type oh
0: yeah No, no that's good um, but it, yeah, it, it really is a good idea to have some sort of paper backup, even if it if it's one scorer scoring on paper while the others using some electronic means. Absolutely, Jules, you mentioned the app. Um, do you have power in your scorebook or score boxes, or if you have a score box, um, or, or do you not need it then for for the app?
1: So when I score at Old Wimbledonians, I have an amazing health and safety nightmare, which is about a, at least two extension leads coming away from the bar, which are all connected together to try and ensure I've got power for the whole game. Um, there was one scorer who did, forgot to bring his lead one time. And I think he was the strip my Marvel scorer, and he was scoring with the play cricket app. And then they cut out about an over before the end of a really tight match. But fortunately, because I had the paper backup um, and I also had the play cricket app, we were able to sort out everything. But it is a bit of a, a heart stopping moment that happens. Um, sometimes I just don't have any power. Um, at all if, especially if I go to some of the more uh, rural clubs within Surrey so um, that's yeah. just a case of doing the book and then going onto the, the Play Cricket website afterwards and just updating it manually um, especially if I'm on my own Scoring. If there's a home scorer there, in theory, they should upload onto the website. But I have to say, some people are quite confident with using the website. Other people, if they're not so confident with computers, for example, are a bit sort of like, oh, what should I do here? So you sort of make a nice agreement. If you know, get me a drink behind the bar at the end, or can I have your cake? <laughs> um, okay. for me, can I have your cake? Um, I'll yeah. upload onto the play cricket website and do it sort of just to help out.
0: Oh, that's good. Um, So the app then, the app's running on smartphones and tablets, I guess, um, which means that you can get through without having power. Um, But if you're using PCS Pro, that's laptop-based, so you are going to need some power. Brian, you said you use PCS Pro. Um, Yes. Do you have power then at most of your grounds?
2: Fortunately, yes, there is one... Place I go to where I don't have power, um, and that is that is essentially a case of uh, doing as much as I can, putting all the settings to low on the computer, uh, making sure I've got a paper backup for sure. Mm. Uh, but also at lunch and tea, is taking the laptop with me and plugging it in somewhere, and I can normally just about get through oh, right. to the end of the game. But it really depends.
0: Okay, so. Scoring for Worcestershire, I'm privileged in that I don't have to worry about that. We've got um, power and Wi-Fi in the score Um, but I still run a paper backup. And the counties used to have wonderful ledger-style books, uh, and it's great looking back at those. The nostalgia in those is just wonderful. But sadly, not all the counties run those anymore, and Worcestershire are one of the counties that don't. Um, so I still run a paper backup, but I do a linear sheet like like you were talking about, Brian. Um, but I think it's quite sad that, that not all the counties are doing those ledger style books anymore. And those those were a little different to the box style book. They were similar in principle in that you had a bowling section and a batting section, and the batting section was much the same as as the box style book that you talked about, Jules. But the bowling side of it. The boxes were very big um, and landscape-shaped rather than portrait, which is as they are in most box-style books. Um, and you had a whole page of just these huge landscape boxes. And there were no there were no markings for putting in the totals at the end of the over. They are just rectangles. Um, whereas in a box-style book, you've got a, a line underneath so that you can put some totals in as you go along. And most of the scorers um, then use a method called top and bottom scoring. So they will write the the deliveries in in the sequence that they happen, so just in a horizontal line, um, but instead of a horizontal line along the middle of the box... Um, the opening batsman will be regarded as top and the, and the non-striker at the beginning will be bottom. So you write them at the top or the bottom of the box, depending on who faced the delivery. So that's why it's called top and bottom. You're just writing it at the top or the bottom of that one um, horizontal box.
1: That sounds really interesting. So Brian, you've mentioned that when we've had some discussions previously, it might be quite good actually for Oh, I'd quite like to see, them, but maybe some of our listeners would like to see it as well, if when we put out our tweets, if we show the difference sort of styles and photos, I'd love to see the top and bottom scoring. That would be really interesting. Oh,
0: that, yes. Yeah, that, that's a good idea, actually, to put, put those out. Um, I can get some photographs of that and, and tweet them for you. Brian, you were about to say something.
2: I, I remember from those, um, from those ledger-style county books that they don't actually have a, a cumulative score on them so how do you how do you get by with that
0: they don't actually you're right um i think they've always been used alongside um another method of scoring such as an electronic scoring and certainly um in the last few years when i've used the ledger style book it's just been a backup to electronic scoring so all the totals and the and the, the score is taken from your computer and and you're just almost copying it into the book as you go along. Um, and the interesting thing is most of those ledger style books, they don't put in the dot balls that the batsman faced. Whereas in a box style book, we normally encourage scorers to record those dot balls against the batsman. Um, but we still write in how many balls a batsman faced, but you get that from the scoring software. So there's there's nowhere either in linear scoring to cross off a total. So it, it's similar to a linear sheet in that manner.
2: Absolutely, yes, true. Yeah.
0: Um, any other methods of scoring that, that either of you have used? Have you used any other software or any other methods? I
1: use a very, very cheaty linear now, and it's a really rough copy, um, which is putting down the bowler's name, what happens in that over, literally just as a dot, one, wide. And then at the end, putting the initials down of the batter, how many balls they faced in their total. So it's like a really rough linear sheet. Um, I've seen someone else, I nicked it from someone else, but I've seen someone else who's a relatively famous scorer, a guy called Andy Zaltzman, um, also a comedian use it yes. and I thought I'm going to liberate that because that's quite handy instead of having to carry a book a massive big scorebook around with you if you're doing a computer copy um, especially as I tend to have park run and scoring Saturdays where I go and park run <laughs> and then go and score carrying around a massive scorebook just ain't gonna work so I actually have a little notebook where I can do the paper copy I've started to do that um but uh, I think it's a real, just
0: a basic linear sheet. What yeah. about yourself, we, Sue? Um, yeah, I, I use a a form of linear sheet, but because, for Worcestershire anyway, uh, because they, they didn't use the ledger style book anymore, I wanted there to be a paper record of some description there. So, um, I took my linear sheet, which is normally portrait style, and turned it round into a landscape sheet, so that I could put some more information in there. I could record um dismissal information and and some notes um, and then I, at the end of the game, I print off from p c s pro i 'll print off a score card and then put my linear sheets with the scorecard into a into a folder and then that's left at the club so that there is a paper record at the club because I'm not happy that it's just electronic and there's nothing there for nostalgia purposes.
1: I think it's lovely that you keep um, a book for nostalgia as well as having um, the computer because I think for a lot of um, scorers and a lot of cricket um just badges, and that's that we all are completely love the game it's all very well and having ease of it that goes up onto a website and the information's there but there is something so lovely about having a book in a clubhouse that people can just pick up and read it also gives a bit of a mild entertainment during the rain break as well um, and, some, <laughs> and a fair bit of banter for the players but it is it's that nostalgia thing that you can look back in a you know however many years time and say okay, in um, 2019, this is how many runs were scored and this is how they were scoring and then look now and just seeing that development over time, not just of players but of clubs and everything else, of having that record there.
2: At the the Arabs, we we have all the records going back to 1935 and I'm fortunate enough to be the the archivist for those records so I have them all uh, and indeed there is... Tends to be one person nominated at the start of the year as well, who's responsible for taking the odd photo uh, throughout the year. So we've got like a photographic record going back, going back eighty-five years now, of uh, events and things and people.
1: It's amazing. Uh, that is wonderful.
2: Yeah. So it's, it's very really good. So lots of, uh, and they tend to tend to appear at games. Tend to have to take a, a bag with a selection of of years of. Scrapbooks, uh, not so much the scorecard, obviously a bit precious. Yeah. Certainly photo, photograph albums of years gone by for people to look at, especially when they're batting.
0: That is wonderful. Yeah, there there is something about the nostalgia of cricket. And uh, I was taught to score in, in the box style method, um, doing different colours for all the different bowlers. And I took great pride in, in my scorebook being been neatly written and and so that it was kept there for for years and when I look back at the the club's records and they've got books up at the clubhouse going back to the uh, dot I don't don't know when but but a long time and you look back to when people did it in pencil put in dots between the runs and uh, it's just such such lovely sort of thing to look back on it's wonderful I do miss the scorebook Um, OK, we're going to start now with our final section of Ask the Scorer. And um, I think we've got... Or Jules, have you got a question um, for us today that we're going to answer?
1: Yeah, I'm really intrigued to know how you guys score a stumping off a wide ball.
0: Ooh, OK, so um, I guess that depends on your method of scoring. Um So I'll start the ball rolling by answering that for PCS Pro. So you record the wicket in the normal way. When I was scoring on paper, I always advised scorers to record the wide first and then the wicket. But when you're scoring on the computer, certainly on Play Cricket Scorer Pro, you need to record the wicket first... So you click on the wicket button and it will bring you up a dialog box asking you for all the details of the wicket. As soon as you click on um, the dismissal type as stumping, it will fill out the wicket keeper's name for you. And in that dialog box, there's a little tick box at the bottom um, that's ticked by default to say end ball with zero runs, which means that you're not going to get any runs Um, for that dismissal because most dismissals you don't get runs for bold and court and those sort of dismissals you're not going to get any runs but for the few dismissals that you are going to get some runs or extras on you have to untick that box and then when you click on OK, instead of recording the wicket straight away it takes you back to the normal scoring screen and you can click on whatever runs or extras happen, so I would then click just on the normal wide entry, and at that point, it would record the stumping and the wide. What about one of you two with with a different method of scoring?
2: Well, if I if I take a, a linear sheet, for example, you would you would uh, you'd put a wide, and you'd also the put the W for the wicket with the wide symbol normally top left but um, notice there are some variations on that um, um, and then process it as, a, as you <laughs> would a normal dismissal remembering of course that you've got to add one onto the total when the wicket's fallen
1: yeah I have to say mine's not dissimilar for a box so for a wide um, it symbol it looks like a little cross or a little plus sign and as Brian was saying in that sort of um, well actually I do top right hand of the corner of that box Actually, thinking about it, I actually put a W in there and then put it that against the bowler, I always go bowler first, I don't know why but when I do my little cycle around the book, because it's not like you linear scorers, you lazy lot, just putting one mark in, some of us <laughs> come on, some of us do a few more marks than that and like to make life hard for ourselves, so I always do the um, notation in uh, a bowler's first under they're over then against the batter and then against um, the run tally because it's um, one onto the score and signify that with a plus sign and then there's one um, that's put against the wides in the extras box and then I spend about the next three minutes panicking as my terrible maths tries to work out what the partnership was and how many balls they face and doing quick maths so that's usually that yeah, that's what I usually do. And then the panic usually subsides when the next batsman goes out and I have to quickly write their name in. So I'm starting <laughs> to think I should definitely convert to linear more, but that's uh, that's a side issue, having now had this uh, discussion with you both. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I, I think from memory using the Play Cricket Scorer app, when you record a wicket on there, there's a, a button to touch for wicket um and, and a dismissal type sort of box that you go through. So you'd select the dismissal type as, as a stump in. But with all the wickets, I think in, in the PCS app, that when you when you say OK to, to clear the dismissal box, it doesn't record the wicket straight away. It, it takes you back to the normal scoring screen, and then there's a tick and a, a cross. So you could change your mind and, and press the cross. But before you press the tick to confirm the wicket, you have a chance then to press on the wide button on the screen. So you would touch the wide and then the tick on the screen and you would get both at once. So in the scoring software, in both of those, you're doing the the dismissal first and the wide second. Whereas I think you've both said that the wide goes in first to make sure you've got the one um, on the total for the four wickets when you're doing it on paper. Very interesting, very interesting. So, I've got another question for you both, um, but I think this time we'll we'll leave you pondering it, and we'll come back and give the answer in the next uh, in the next episode. So, my question, I'll just describe a little scenario for you first. We're in the second innings of a of a two innings game. Um, So the team that batted first scored 245. The team that's batting second are on 245. And their opening bat who's batted throughout is 98 not out. And he's on strike. So they need one to win. And they set off. He hits the ball. They set off and they run two runs. So I'd like to know. What's the final score? The, the side bat in second were eight wickets down at the time. I'd like to know what the final score is and what the result of the match is and how many the opening batsmen scored. So I'll leave you to think about that one for next week. <laughs> so before we wrap up, um, thank you to Jules and Brian. Anything else you want to add? No, thank you, Sue.
1: Thank you, Brian. It's been lovely to uh, discuss scoring.
0: And, uh, yeah, I hope everyone's enjoyed it so far. Yeah. So we've got some ideas up our our sleeves for the specialised topics in in weeks to come. Um, And we hope to do one of these um, every week from now on, for certainly for the next few weeks. Um, So, yeah, do join us uh, for more episodes of Cricket Scorers and Tallied.